Hi, welcome back to another hour with Crowder with me, your host Crowder. Like, share, subscribe, and comment. And if you're already a subscriber, go ahead, ding the bell so that you can get all of my latest podcasts anytime I post them. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. I'm not even going to stunt. It's been pretty hard. It's been kind of hard trying to keep up with this, trying to get land, trying to um, prep you know, for the apocalypse that's going to happen. I don't know what to say. It's just been a lot of stuff going on and I'm not even going to stunt. My podcast is not on the top of my priority list. It just isn't. I, I get information and I, I might, you know, um, create a story around it or a podcast around it. But by the time I sit up there and do what I need to do in my regular life that, that actually pays me, then I, it's already been a week or two or three weeks. So I'm going to try to get back on to the things that's going on, but just, you know, bear with me. I got some major stuff coming up in the next couple of months, um, more so next year. I have major things going on and I'm trying to put that in context and I'm trying to, you know, connect those people together with me. So yeah, y'all just got to be patient with your girl. Um, things happen. We're human. I'm not some celebrity where I just sit up there and get paid to, you know, just be online all day, every day. I actually have a job, you know, <laughs> so y'all just are going to have to bear with me. But anyways, let's, I, a couple stories came across my timeline that, you know, it sparked my interest and we're about to go ahead and get into it. So, um, with everything going on with everything, prayer is back in school in a couple of States or just this state. So, um, later this month, a coach has decided to go full throttle with his prayers on the football field and has caused a scene for not only himself, but for the players and the parents. Let me go ahead and go to the, um, article for you guys. So on Monday, the United States Supreme Court overturned decades of presidents governing the separation of church and state in the archive, one of the most longstanding goals of the Christian right, the return of the official Christian prayer to public schools. Kennedy versus Bremerton Bryn, uh, Bryn, School District had a strange path to the Supreme Court initially filed in 2015. The case concerned Joseph Kennedy, formerly a public high school football coach from Seattle suburbs who sued the community that used to employ him for religious discrimination after the school objected to his habit of making public ostentatious Christian prayers on the 50 yard line at football games surrounded by young athletes. Kennedy has lost at the district and circuit levels. He removed, he moved to Florida in 2019, which technically should have rendered his case moat, moat, whatever. But the Supreme court agreed to hear his case anyways. Um, this week they ruled in his favor six to three. Um, I think I have one more for you guys. It is these public prayers conducted while Kennedy was acting in his 
official capacity as the coach that became an issue. The school tried to accommodate Kennedy, offering Kim ways to exercise his faith that did not involve students and did not risk giving the impression that his religion was endorsed by the public school. Kennedy refused and lawyered up. He eventually left the school voluntarily and began to claim that the district's policy amounted to both religious discrimination and a violation of his free speech. Ah, that's good. Yeah, so that's what's going on there <laughs> with that. Now, notice what he called discrimination of religious belief. He wasn't praying over his food in a corner at lunch and saying a quiet prayer before, you know, class or practice, but this guy was on the 50-yard line at a game saying his prayer while surrounded by others, and not only just others, but children, you know, y'all care about the kids so much. These were children that, you know, was praying with them. But nevertheless, you know, now I have no problem with him expressing himself with religion. But my thing is, why does it have to be done in the middle of the field at a, at a game? Because let's be real. If a Muslim was to do the same thing that he did, y'all would have a stroke. Y'all would have a, a full throttle stroke. And, and get this. He didn't do it just one game because I, I really feel like we all as a community could have forgave him or looked the other way or just participated in it once or twice. But he continued to do it. And that's what riled up the parents and the students. And in one instant, a woman by the name of Justice Sotomayor started to doubt the pure intent because she was like, mm, something's funny here. Why do he keep doing this? Why does it have to be every day, every time before the game? And she started to question the intent of why he was doing this, walked in on one of his little prayers before the game and seen him holding up a helmet above his head while other students was kneeled in the floor praying with him. And if you need a visual of that, here it is right here. Let me find that picture that I had brought up. Let me find that picture. Oh, man, I can't find it. Mm, I can't find it, y'all. Oh, well, it's fine. I mean, y'all ain't got to have no visual. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is. But it got so bad that some of the players on the team started to feel like if they didn't pray with him before the game, then they would miss out on things like playtime and um, positioning. You know, they have all those positionings like, you know, um, first quarterback and second quarterback. I'm probably saying that stuff wrong because I, I'm, I'm not a football fan or a sports fan. But, yeah, they started to feel like if I don't do this, this could affect me getting the, a placement in the game or playtime altogether. Now, it's one thing for the players that want to pray with him, but it's another for the other ones that don't want to pray with him, and it starts affecting them. Now, does this not scream Jim Jones to you? You know that Waco guy that had everybody drinking that Kool-Aid? This is the same shit. He's just getting the Kool-Aid from the cafeteria instead of the kitchen in his in his house, you know? And, and for anyone that feels like prayer should be in school again, then you should have no problem with the LBGTQ curriculum being taught in school. 
that y'all are fighting so hard against, right? Because according to y'all, being gay and being bi and being in the LBGTQ community is a belief that we have, but so is Christianity. If one belief in school is okay, then surely the other one in school is okay, right? What's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? And at this point, I really am being sarcastic. I'm really just trying to highlight that the door swings both ways. And remember, I told y'all that they love to play on us from both sides. If you don't, if they don't get the results that they want from the left, they will surely get them from the right. So I'm just trying to make y'all understand that this is just a tug of war in politics. And this has nothing to do with us, really. Last month, it was pro-life or pro-choice. And we all had to choose between being a baby killer or someone that wants to strip rights away from the other side. Now, this month, we get a chance to choose between the LBGTQ curriculum being taught or religion back in school. When we all know that it should be neither. It's not that hard. Just keep your beliefs at home and bring in school to school, business to business, and leave out all the rest of that other shit. I just don't understand how this country began to be so black and white. And in some instances, black and white is needed. But in most cases, it's not. It's either business or it's education. That's it. And look, I know that some people is like, oh, you're just saying that because, you know, you, you're, you're not a Christian anymore. And you're right. I don't practice Christianity anymore, but I'm not a fool to the power that it holds on people because I was one of them. And it's nothing bad to practice because it does give you a sense of protection. But what about the other students that don't share the same sentiments as Christians? This is supposed to be America. This is supposed to be the land of the free. And by free, it doesn't mean bring all of your um, country that you came from um, standpoints over here and then try to implement them in America. No, this is a place where everybody is supposed to be um, free to practice their own religion, not the religion practice us or is already just a religion here for you to practice. Then that doesn't make America free anymore. Then, you know, I just don't understand why we got this way because what if somebody wanted to praise Satan before the game? What if a couple of students were Satanists and wanted to raise Baphomet above their head and the other one was kneeled below them? And then they all just started chanting what the verdict of the court had turned out the same. Oh, which by the way, the court did rule in his favor. I got one more article. As it has done with increasing frequency over this term, the court threw out a long-held president in order to secure a conservative outcome in Kennedy's case, Lemon versus Kurtzman, the 1971 case that established a three-part test for establishment clause compliance. The new right-wing court, it seems, isn't interested in establishment clause compliance clients at all by ruling in Kennedy's favor they had opened the door for any Christian public official to claim that they are being discriminated against if any limits are placed on their religious expression during the conduction of their job and impurely any private 
public body that tried to maintain a separation between their employees' private religion action and their own public official ones. And they have made America public school vulnerable to the religious pro civilities of their teachers and administration, which can now be welded in ways that coerce the um, participation of students. Sorry, y'all. I got to put my glasses on. I was trying to be cute and keep it cute and classy, but no, bro. I got to put my glasses on. I can't see anything, man. Let me slide these on. And I just didn't want the glare, but yeah, now it's here. I can actually see y'all now. But man, say, yeah, it, it it's it's beginning to be a lot, y'all. So honestly, I just really uh, with, with me reading that. Honestly, I have no idea what's happening in this world. Abortion rights getting banned, gay rights on the way to getting banned, and now prayers back in school potentially. It seems as if they're trying to turn back the hands of time for people of minorities, meaning black people. Gays and most importantly, women. Speaking, you know, of the government doing more things that we may not agree with. Here's another policy that they're trying to figure out. Two weeks ago, Congress brung forth a solution for the overturning of the Roe versus Wade policy. Republican lawmakers have a new proposed proposal after the Supreme Court in June overturned Roe versus Wade. Prospective fathers should be on the hook for paying child support from the moment of conception. The new bill introduced on July 13th in both the Senate and House is called the Unborn Child Support Act and would amend the Social Security Act to give mothers the ability to receive child support payments while they are pregnant. According to the statement from Senator Kevin Kramer, a Republican from North Dakota, the proposal calls comes as roughly two dozen states are restricting abortion access in the wake of the Supreme Court June decision striking down the 50-year-old president set through Roe versus Wade. Support programs for the pregnant women and women with newborn children are lacking in many of the states that are restricting abortion. That includes the eight states that opted out of the Medicaid expansion under the Affordable Care Act, which covers pregnancy through postpartum for low-income Americans. So, yeah, there we go, people right there. So, now, from a pro-life standpoint, because if you don't know, I am pro-life. From a pro-life standpoint, I feel like this is a great idea because it takes the responsibility of taking care of children back on the parents and off of the state and the taxpayers. I mean, let's be honest. If people started taking care of the responsibility that they made, a lot of that money, that taxpayer money would be put back into the system. Now, would it be spent correctly? I don't know. But it wouldn't be for people that just say, oh, I'm going to go make a baby and then it's okay because the government is going to take care of it. You know, because at this point, we all know that the benefits that single mothers get are through the state and that is funded by taxpayer dollars. And for someone that doesn't have kids and is a taxpayer, 
if you can get off of the state benefits, then you should because people like me are paying taxes and that money is going to you when the only thing that you had to do was be more cautious of the people that you decided to have sex with. And that's men and women. I ain't on that gender war shit. It's both people's responsibility. That's why I chose to use people. Um, and majority of the time, that's due to single parent households or the other parent not taking responsibility for the child that they bring into this world because it's not a man or a woman thing. It's a people thing, you know? And then I, 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 I turn the lens to this side and I say, you know, from the pro black side of me feels that this is a setup for them to put more black men into the, to the system and disguising it as helping black women, you know, it's feeling real 94 crime billish, you know, when they, um, you know, flooded the community with crack and then took all the opportunities out of the neighborhood and then redlined everybody that was trying to get out of the neighborhood and then said, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and let it get bad, get bad, get bad. And then at that point, black people had no choice but to ask the government for help. And then when they did give them help, they ransacked the whole fucking neighborhood. So the government is always, always, always good for creating the problem and then giving the solution. And <laughs> the solution, for some reason, always tend to hurt black people Way worse than it hurt everybody else because the 94 crime bill didn't just hurt black people. Of course it didn't. I mean, everybody at that time was smoking crack, but it affected the black community in a way to the point where the effects is still in effect to this day towards the black community. You know, I feel like some black men can be a little careless with their seed and when they are met with consequences you know, for their actions, they tend to run. And so something like this might have to be implemented. And, you know, women, hey, you got to start being more choosy. You got to start being more choosy with your womb because, you know, it is men out here that will run away from their responsibility, run away from the fact that they made a mistake and they can't own up to it, you know. But when I look at this from an unbiased standpoint, I see it as they're still trying to figure out a way to trick us into giving up our rights to our bodies. You know, walk with me, talk with me. Remember a while back, I told y'all about how the UN met up and was discussing how in a world crisis that the U.S. is going to give sovereignty of our bodies, Americans, over to the WHO, which is the World Health Organization. Um, so that means that if we have another pandemic I mean pandemic there won't be any more medical exemptions there won't be any more religious exemptions because the H the um WHO decision will trump all of that in the future well how does that tie into the child support thing this ties into the child support thing because they are using this as ammunition to gain a different demographic of supporters, which will be single mothers that have deadbeat dads or deadbeat dads. I mean, I mean, or single dads that have deadbeat mothers and they're going to latch on to this bill because they want help with their child. Not understanding that when you do that, then you support a bill that's kind of 
a solution to the Roe versus Wade, but the Roe versus Wade was not really about abortion. The Roe versus Wade was really about body autonomy, the right to do what you want with your own body. And, and, and this gives pro-lifers a talking point to spread so that the policy will pass because in the um, article it was saying that it's very unlikely to pass but hey I, when they say something I, I keep an eye on that shit I don't just let it fly out the window because they said that oh it's, it's probably not gonna you know pass hey these motherfuckers say a bunch of stuff we never thought that Roe versus Wade in a thousand years was gonna get overturned but here we is um, looking at women that need abortions or want abortions because nobody really needs one unless, you know, um, an unfortunate event happens to you. That's my belief system. But, hey, you know, you do your thing if you want it, need it, whatever. But then you see this flood of women that are wanting an abortion go to other states because it's not legal in their state anymore. You know, you know, so back on track. I'm sorry. I went on a whole tangent, but. Um, the, the problem with it was that there wasn't any solution for, um, mothers or fathers once the baby was here, but now they have one. So now what, what, what do you have to say now? We've given a solution to the problem that you said was a problem. So with this being done, they can continue to chip away at the other policies and continue to move forward with con controlling our bodies in the near future for the next pandemic. But they have had to satisfy both sides because the problem at the at, at first was that we need to save the babies. But pro-choicers said, yeah, but what if I'm not financially ready? And pro-lifers gave a solution. But we all know that that was just the surface level argument. We all know it wasn't about that. I want to keep saying that because I wanted to get that inside of y'all head. The people that's not on the same wavelength, I want y'all to get that inside of y'all head. It was never about abortion. When you really break down and read the whole thing, not just what Fox News or CNN told you to read. I mean, I want you every day to go and read about a paragraph. A paragraph ain't nothing but max five sentences. I want you to read every day five sentences out of that clause for Roe versus Wade and then go and tell me what you think. Now, I've started to see that I have to, and because of all of this, I've started to understand that I have to look at things from every angle the more laws that get overturned and revised because the government is only here to satisfy the needs of their masters and we are just collateral damage. And that takes them presenting the problem and making it vote on it ourselves. But they have a very clever way of doing such, man. They will present the problem and give a solution from both parties. But if you read the solution carefully enough, then you will start to see that it's the same result for the problem just dressed up differently from either side. And that usually leads to the gender war, which keeps us blind to the fact that no matter what side you own for this situation, the result is still the same. And it's so that they can get our consent, us as Americans, 
get our consent to vote on something that will latch on to another thing that will continue the continuation of them chipping away at this policy that keeps us, keeps our body autonomy. Now, before I get on up out of here, I have one more thing to go there. And this is just on some pseudoscience shit. Cause I've been on my pseudoscience shit for a minute now. And I ain't really been trying to get into the pseudoscience stuff because it's like actual real shit that's going on. But sometimes you got to let your mind wander, bro. You just got to let that shit wander. But um, my question to the audience is, do y'all feel like women are under attack biologically? You know, from all angles, I feel like we are getting attacked. Like for real, for real, for real. You know, because since I've been taking a break and getting some things together on the back end with the podcast, it has become more evident that women are under attack and has been under attack for a long time. From the Roe versus Wade to the constant blaming of why children act the way that they do, even down to why men don't want to marry us. And it is becoming more of a realization that there isn't going to be a civil war, but it might be more of a gender war. Walk with me, talk with me. The reason that I say this is because in the eyes of men, women is becoming less human and more so objects. And not good objects, just objects to have sex with. You know, that's where you get all of these Menosphere podcasts and what do you bring to the table type conversations and who eat gets the big piece of chicken head ass. I don't know what the fuck the internet been on lately. But yeah, those type of conversations for men, you know, and, and it just, it just kind of seems like women are just becoming this thing that men want to have sex with and want, you know, women to have their kids. I mean, I've heard some pretty wild conversations on the internet and it makes me feel as if, if men was in the position to do everything, meaning give birth, you know, be the consoler, be the, you know, mom, be the dad. They fucking definitely would. I, I feel that way. If they would, if they could do everything by themselves and not have women around at all, they would. They would definitely, most definitely choose that path. The rate of incels, because this is what I call these type of men that, you know, don't want women around ever at all. I call them incels, and that's what they are. It's like a um, legit urban dictionary definition. Um, and those people are on the rise. And if those men ha happen to have kids, then there will be more of this behavior. But I, I have had this question lying on my mind for like a month now. And the question is, why does it seem like men are trying to trap women in the 19th century again? You know, when men had all the power and women were forced to rely on men for everything. And then someone in clubhouse said something that was very profound to me. And they said it about women and the whole room just glanced over it. Like she didn't say shit, but of course they glanced over it. Like she didn't say shit because they were all men and she was in a man's space saying what she's saying. And we know that women in men's spaces get overlooked and over talked and, yeah, it just sucks. But it stuck with me, and I did a little bit of research, and it was right. It was right. Now, hear me out, because this is going to sound really crazy, but did you know, did you guys know that the Y chromosome is a mutation of the X chromosome? Kind of like how we say, like, white people is, like, uh, um, 
genetic mutation of black people? And did you know that possibly in 4.6 million years from now that the Y chromosome might disappear altogether, leaving men with just one chromosome or maybe XX like us women, which wouldn't e they wouldn't even be a man at that point. They'd just be a woman. Now, honestly, I don't know how to feel about this because on one hand, with men out the way, it's going to be more women for me. <laughs> But on the other hand, who's going to take my damn fridge up the stairs? Man, say, because who's lifting up a fridge? I'm not lifting up a fridge. You got me messed up. But let me let me just read to y'all what I found on this. And it's very, like, crazily profound. I'm, I'm shocked. Okay, so the Y chromosome may be a symbol of masculinity, but it is becoming increasingly clear that it is anything but strong and enduring, although it carries the master's switch gene which basically the y chromosome um is called the master switch gene because it's the gene that determines if you're going to be a boy or a girl um it, it contains very few other genes and is the only chromosome not necessary for life women after all manage just fine without one what's more the y chromosome has degenerated rapidly leaving females with two perfectly normal x chromosomes but males with a x and a shriveled y if the uh, with the shriveled y if the same rate of degeneration continues the y chromosome has just 4.6 million years left before it disappears completely this may sound like a long time but it isn't when you consider that life itself on earth for 3.5 billion years so, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Now, reading that, it made me think about so much because I'm going to go with re the religious standpoint first and, and hear me out. Walk with me, talk with me now. Now, we all remember that story about God making Eve out of Adam's rib, which we all know is probably more of a metaphor for something else. But now the metaphor I interpreted it out of, out of it was childbirth. Because when a woman gives birth, sometimes um, the the what what the lower part of the ribs, which are called the floating ribs, expand more than usual, and they expand to the point where um, it almost looked like they're gonna break off completely. Now I'm less concerned with the metaphor of the story, but more concerned with the position that Adam and Eve played in that metaphor. Because if my interpretation of the story is false, that would mean that Adam gave birth to Eve and that's false because men can't bear children. So did the author of the Bible switch the roles of Adam and Eve to make us think that men were here before woman? And if so, why was that so important to them to switch the roles? Hmm, something to make you go, hmm, right. Now, on the political standpoint, according to this article that I read, the Y chromosome might be out the door. And even though they stated men themselves won't be out the door, it still brings up the question of what will become of men without the Y chromosome? Will they become more feminine? which isn't a far-fetched idea because men do have estrogen in their body and everyone starts out as a woman first. It's just that the Y chromosome changes you to be a boy. But if we're going to think deeper, is this the real reason for the Roe versus Wade decision? 
you, you know, for women to keep having babies so that the mutated Y chromosome can keep, can, can, you know, stay alive. Because, I mean, think about it. The ratio of men to women today is just slightly over. But back in the day, women were over men. Remember? Because that was all the men argument for why they shouldn't be monogamous and that they should be in, um, what is those things called when you're like with a lot of people and it's one man and a whole bunch of wives or whatever, I guess, and they have like sister wives or whatever, whatever that is. That's what men were advocating for for a long time because they said that women outnumbered men three to one. So now I can't help but wonder if this is like the elite man you know, the, the, the men of the elite's way of latching on to us to stay alive, you know, keep their bloodline alive because they never give the bloodline over to the women. They always give it over to the boys. So if the Y, if the y chromosome is shriveling up and it's damn near disappearing, that means that it will pretty soon just be all women on earth crazy right and and before you count this theory out about the whole like oh you know this is men way of trying to latch on to you know women so that they can keep the bloodline going and keep themselves on earth it's not that far of a fetched idea because we love this latch theory when it comes to us talking about why white people want to have um kids with black people so that they can stay on the universe because it's too hot. And without black people, they won't be able to exist. We love that theory when it, we love the latch theory when it's about, you know, white people and black people mating. But when I use, but I'm being ridiculous when I use it for men, because honestly, according to this article, the, the, the Y chromosome that only men have is a defect of the X chromosome which is given to them by the woman. So uh, actually the, it's, it is a genetic defect. It's a chromosome defect. You don't even need it to live and men have it and it's shriveling away. So if you don't have the Y chromosome or if you get XX chromosome, then that only leads me to the conclusion that in 4.6 million years, there won't be any men around. Kind of crazy. So in a nutshell, I guess the only thing I really have to say is maybe them crazy ass Hebrew Israelites on the corner of the road was right. They were right. Maybe woman is God. I don't know, bro. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here because I have to edit this before Tuesday. So I love y'all. Y'all go ahead and check out. Um, all of my social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I don't even be up on Twitter like that. So go ahead and go to the Instagram because that's where I really be at. And then go and check out all of the streaming platforms. That's your Google Play. That's your Apple Play. That's um, YouTube, Spotify, and a a Anchor. God, why can't I say that shit? Okay, I'm out. <laughs>